0: Percy, does walking by faith mean we simply wait on God and we take no action on our behalf in the midst of our circumstances?
1: You know, Wayne, it's been my experience that more often than not, walking by the faith of God will actually require us to take action to do something as well as trust in Him. And many people sometimes can feel conflicted about this concept perhaps we should talk about this
0: today we will we'll hear from a pastor who had to work through this very conflict regarding pursuing treatment for her cancer while trusting the lord at the same time the following program is produced and sponsored by cancer treatment centers of america the information discussed during this program is not medical advice be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepard, our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, it's always good to be with you, and I'm looking forward to this conversation today. I think this could go kind of deep in people's lives. Well, I know it's going to be very helpful. It's a
1: subject and a topic that we've kind of covered before, and I know that it's a reality within the faith community of helping people to understand how possibly not to be conflicted mm-hmm. in using faith and how to walk by faith.
0: Yeah. Now let's explain as you fulfill your responsibilities, Percy, that you come in contact with with people, both people who work at CTCA as well as patients. We're gonna hear from a patient today. We are, you're exactly right.
1: So I have the opportunity now over 20 plus years to work with in, internally, obviously, staff, members, stakeholders who support cancer patients, doctors, clinicians, nutritionists, et cetera, but also I have the ability and have had the privilege over the years to also directly engage with cancer patients and their caregivers. And so we're gonna hear from a specific uh, patient Uh, who's going to help us understand uh, her journey as Mm -hmm. a pastor Mm -hmm. and a spiritual leader about walking in and by faith.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that conversation here in just a moment. Thanks to our listeners for faithfully tuning into this podcast. We really appreciate it. And uh, each week we like to pose a question to our listeners. And uh, are you ready for this week's question, Percy? I am, my friend. It is, have you ever been conflicted when, where, and how to use your faith? Have you ever been conflicted when, where, and how to apply your faith? Let's uh, let's ask you to answer that question. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on connect there, and then a, a drop-down menu will give you a chance to answer that question. And we really appreciate those responses. They all get read. Uh, they aren't ignored in any way. And as a matter of fact, we use these responses to form future programs. We absolutely do, Wayne. And as a matter of fact, we have a
1: previous question uh, that we uh, put out over uh, several shows ago, and we have a response. And the question uh, that was asked uh, was what lifestyle changes have you made to promote health and wellness? And so we received a response from Gulfport, Mississippi. Yay to Gulfport! Familiar <laughs> with that area? Uh, great uh, gumbo. Oh, and, there you go. And food there. Now oh, you're talking. <laughs> yeah. But the response was this to the question: uh, What lifestyle changes have you made to promote health and wellness? And the answer was this: I made the decision. Speaking of food, to eat a more plant based diet replaced my red meat with intake. Uh, my red meat intake with more fish and chicken. Mm-hmm. As a result, I lost 25 pounds within 90 days. Wow,
0: congratulations. Congratulations.
1: And again, <laughs> congratulations on making the decision to make a lifestyle change that yeah. really impacted your health and wellness.
0: Yeah, we really appreciate these responses. And again, our question this week, have you ever been conflicted when, where, and how to use your faith? Just go to healthhopeandinspiration.com to answer the question. Well, Percy, take us to God's Word to get started, and then in just a moment, we'll hear from our guest.
1: Well, our spiritual nugget for today is found in James, the first chapter. And we're going to read verses 16 and 17 that basically tells us this. And it's an important scripture. We quote it often on the show, but I want to use it directly today so that we can understand uh, what God is saying to us. Actually, verse 17, it says that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning." Again, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above that comes down from God. And today we're gonna talk about uh, the dynamic of medicine, science, uh, clinical care. Those are all gifts and they're good gifts. And as a result, those gifts came from God. And so we should understand its proper role and perspective. And our conversation today is gonna help us understand how to work through the dynamic and the balance of that.
0: Yeah. We sure appreciate God's word and it guides our conversation here today. Our guest says medical treatment was not her first choice. And you'll hear that interview in just a moment. Mm -hmm. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider cancer treatment centers of America, a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers. They treat the whole person, body, mind and spirit with hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago and Phoenix. They take an integrative approach to cancer care they use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. So visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-H-O-P-E. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. So learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And let me mention, we have a free resource we'd like to put into the hands of our listeners today. It's also available at our website, At the Crossroads of Faith and Cancer. Check this resource out at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, let's get underway with our interview today. Here's our host, Percy McCray. Well,
1: hey, guys. I'm so excited to be back with you today. I have another great interview. And we're going to talk today with Pastor LaShonda Humphreys, uh, who was diagnosed with uh, with breast cancer back in February of 2013. She is currently a treating patient at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Atlanta. And uh, she's here to tell her story today as being uh, a, a co-pastor, uh, having cancer, and and how the Lord has helped her, empowered her, and what she has uh, endured to this point. Welcome to the show, Pastor. How you doing, my dear? Good.
2: I'm doing great. I'm so grateful for you having
1: me today. Oh, I'm excited. The privilege truly is mine. I love I love when I have an opportunity to interview pastors uh and particularly pastors who have gone through the process of of being a cancer patient and I'll tell you why. Because at the end of the day, um and I've been doing this long enough, I can remember when I first started out talking about uh, ministry, faith, and 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 spirituality, and cancer, and, and cancer treatment, that this was still a very uncomfortable conversation within the rank and file of the faith community, and particularly among pastors. And I remember knocking on pastors' doors, ringing their phones, or sending them emails saying, can I come and present some information to your congregation about cancer ministry and support to cancer patients? And I, you know, I can't tell you how many times I got the phone hung up on me in, in so many words because— there was this concept back, you know, 20 plus years ago that, oh, yeah, we've got this cancer thing uh, conquered. You know, we just we pray for our, our, our members. And, you know, and I said, well, what else do you do, Pastor? And They said, well, you know, and we, we give them food. And I was like, what else do you do, Pastor? And they said, well, we'll go to the hospital from time to time. And I said, is that it? And over the years, we have now had numbers of, of um, you know, very high profile ministers and pastors who have had cancer and their wives and you know that conversation really started to shift within the faith community because there became an awareness of you know we may not have our arms as wrapped around this as we thought and we need to understand this more and at least talk more about it publicly and so I'm thrilled to have you here to do just that so let's let's get into a couple of things first and foremost thank you for being on the show um Let's talk about the day that you were told that you had cancer. Where were you and what initially ran through your mind and how did you feel?
2: I was actually um, in the office of my general surgeon. I had just had uh, my seventh child (laughs) in uh, November 2011. Um, Felt like a lump in my breast, which I thought was the result of, you know, just milk milk back up breastfeeding breastfeeding um i had gone to the the health department to get checked out and they referred me to um the general the general surgeon to go see her um went and saw her um, and she suggested i get a biopsy had the biopsy done and i ended up back in her in her office and she told me that the biopsy had come back um for as a, as a positive diagnosis for breast cancer.
1: Okay. So you get that information, you hear that for the very first time, and I've been down this road. I, I've I've had to sit and and receive that information. How did you initially feel? What what ran through your mind when you heard that
2: you have cancer? Um, I will say initially it was unbelief because, um, you know, I. You you hear it out there. Well, a woman who's had a whole lot of children and who's breastfed her kids um, is not very likely to get cancer. Okay. So there was that unbelief. um, And then I will say after that, uh, definitely an anger. Okay. (laughs) Um, Definitely an anger uh, that rose up uh, within me. Um, Like I mentioned, I was the mother of seven children. And with each pregnancy, you know, there were different things that I was dealing with. In those pregnancies, there were um, surgeries like appendix taken out, Mm. gallbladder taken out, um, just dealing with a lot, I would say medically. And so when I got that diagnosis, um, it was just like, wow, this is just one more thing. It's like the straw that broke the camel's back. So I was angry.
1: Okay. And do you mind me Um, asking who or what you were angry at or with?
2: Um... (sighs) I think I was just angry at the situation. Okay. Like, what else could really what else? Like how much more? Mm. Is, it, is it is it ever gonna stop? Is yeah. it always gonna be something? Um I I being honest, I was probably a little angry at God. Like how how much yeah. <laughs> how much more? What else do I have to go through?
1: And and I appreciate the honesty of that, Pastor. I think it's it's important that people who are hearing this and people of faith that there are times we get angry with God. There are times that we get discombobulated. There are times that you know, we're trying to figure out wow, how come why or the timing of and that that does not disrupt God. That doesn't change our relationship with right. him in any way. And so I appreciate you being honest to share that cuz that's going to help and free up somebody I'm sure that's hearing this today. Uh clinically very quickly uh, what type of treatment did you did you do? Did you have surgery, radiation, uh, chemotherapy? What did you do very quickly from a clinical perspective? Okay,
2: well, I, <laughs> I will say initially, just because the state of my mind was in, I was not, um, I didn't initially jump on, say, having uh, surgery and okay. the chemo and the therapy. I went through all of that, but initially I tried to go in the natural route. Okay, okay. Um, I was looking into essential oils, you know, uh, going to a naturopathic, holistic doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my first route okay. and then it did get to a point to where, um, I ended up going back to the same general surgeon, Okay. um, and had a mastectomy, okay. a double mastectomy. Okay. Um, it, it's just, I don't know how over the course, just in fighting that fight of faith, yep. you know, do I take this stuff? It, it wasn't a straight shot. For me, okay, it wasn't clear. okay. Boom, get the get the mastectomy. Boom, get the chemotherapy. Boom, get the radiati- radiation, and you're done. I mean, it's been a process of treatment over the last what, almost eight to nine years.
1: Okay, so, um, and so if I could summarize, and I again, I appreciate your honesty here as well. Uh, I do know of uh, people in the faith community for various different reasons, who who try to manage and and figure out you know, do I uh, go uh, a clinical route? Do I do a natural route? Or do I do a combination thereof? And so you initially started out uh, not not directly going down the clinical path per se. And then eventually you found yourself down that road. Did you ever feel like that you were in conflict at all with your faith when you made the decision to actually do a clinical care and treatment?
2: I definitely did. Okay. I definitely did. I felt like, um, you know, that that I that I wasn't trusting God, or okay. that I wasn't a strong woman of God by um, taking that clinical route. And there was a point where I actually uh, <laughs> I stopped taking treatment.
1: Okay. All right.
2: My, my initial cancer, I was um, doing the initial rounds of chemotherapy, and I stopped it because I believe I was in just that place of of conflict okay um
1: but you eventually i i would assume based yes, upon I,
2: you- I, I yeah i did end up going back what happened was you know when i stopped at that point the cancer ended up metastasizing. yep it went to my hip yep. um it went to the base of my neck okay and at that point i find my i found myself going to an orthopedic physician and um he did some scans and just showed where the bone in my hip had degenerated. And he recommended that I go back, um, to see my oncologist, Okay, um, which I did. And, um, at that point I want to say, uh, did I go back and do chemo? No, I didn't go back and do chemo, but what they did is they had me, I went through radiation treatment and I actually had a rod that was put in, um, my from my hip to my thigh
1: okay so you 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 definitely you definitely went down the path of trying to figure that out and and trying to get to a place of of reconciling and and this is just me paraphrasing on your behalf and synthesizing this comment of of reconciling the fact of i'm a woman of faith i'm still trusting in god but then how how much of a medical clinical pathway do i pursue and you, you went through that whole process and eventually found yourself coming to terms with there are some things that I simply must do or I think I need to do medically, but I'm still also able to hold on to my faith and my relationship with God and that they're not at some point you got to a place where they were not in conflict with one another is what I think I'm hearing. It did. Say.
2: And I'll be honest with you, Reverend McCrae, that was not until I got to. CTCA in 2018 so let's talk um, about that
1: yeah let's talk about uh-huh. that that's just because again and 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 I've heard this many times and I'm going to assume and you clarify now for me that one of the things that I take great pride and pleasure in in representing the organization of cancer treatment centers of America is the fact that I literally built a career from a faith-based perspective of being able to work inside of a clinical environment and to be with balance and respect of the medical uh, treatment plans that I could be part of the team, that I could interject uh, Uh where spirituality and faith mattered to a patient and how we could support people spiritually while receiving clinical care. Was that a difference maker for you that allowed you to reconcile your faith while receiving medical care, Cancer Treatment Centers of America? I
2: will say it definitely was what I felt Um, with CTCA was that they were treating me as a whole person. Okay. It wasn't just being treated for, you know, the cancer that was in my body, but the fact that they were treating me mentally, they were treating me emotionally, they were treating me spiritually, even the, the, um, the naturopathic holistic aspect, that was something that CTCA offered. And so, um, that's what I, I was just really uh, able to embrace. I will say when I initially went to CTCA, um, I didn't want to go. Okay. <laughs> but my health had had degenerated to such a point to where um, I was rapidly losing weight. I wasn't getting out of bed. I wasn't eating. In essence, I was dying. Okay. <laughs> okay. And what I found was that, you know, the, the faith where I was trying to stand on God, it was coming to a standpoint. Okay. And it was just like, um, just seeing, you know, things that my husband were going through, my children were going through, family members, the church seeing this. My, my going to CTCA was was really to appease them. But I will say when I got there, Reverend McCray, I, I God, Jesus, for those first three days of, of the appointment, I heard the Lord say, Whatever the doctor tells you, LaShonda, I want you to do it. And it was at that point I realized that, okay, this faith thing is not a um, clinical versus spiritual thing. This faith thing is about getting a word from the Lord, uh, having a relationship with the Lord. And whatever he tells you to do, you do it in trust. It took as much faith for me to go to CTCA. And and hear the, the the clinical medical recommendations of my doctor, and to follow it, say as it would for someone just to okay, I'm a I'm a I'm gonna just stand on the word of God. Right. I'm I'm just gonna do this. It took just as much faith. Yeah. And people have to understand that, my God, going to the doctor and going through the treatment and taking the chemo and taking the radiation, is not saying you don't have faith.
1: Absolutely.
2: Uh, I will say this walk for me it. It has been, you know, they often call it a journey of hope. Yes. But for me, it was it was a journey of faith. You know, learning to hear the Lord for myself and have Him direct my steps. Yeah. CTCA was a God directed step for me.
1: Praise God. Um,
2: and I would say, um, Justin being there, my my faith again. I go back to relationship with Him, um, being able to hear His voice and to follow Him.
1: Forgive me, Pastor, for cutting in, but. Also, you had a significant medical challenge and you also said that you heard the voice of God again. Do you mind sharing that experience? And and what did God say to you in that situation?
2: Let me explain to you very quickly. What happened was I was on the way for a regular chemo treatment mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, my my breathing just began to decel. What was supposed to be like a weekend trip mm-hmm. turned into me having to go in ICU and I believe being there for seven days. And then even after that, having to stay in the hospital for about, I mean, in the hotel mm-hmm. near the treatment center for about two, two to three weeks. But even in that place, just because I heard the Lord say, this is where I want you to go. Yeah. I want you to follow the doctor's instruction. Even when that moment came, um, I will say I was in a place of peace. I was in ICU but it was just being in that I was in that place with the Lord. Um, yeah. My heart was at ease. Yes. And even though, yes, the doctor came and just based on, you know, his medical expertise yeah. and what he saw, I was just in a place of there was no fear. I was just, Lord, I trust you.
1: And that, you know, I'm going to tell you, Pastor, that's a word for somebody who's listening to this broadcast today. Somebody needs to hear who may very well be sitting in that same place of conflict, or can and and I'm you didn't say that you were confused, so I'm not saying that you were, but conflict. And I often associate it with the, the what happens with children who's in a custody battle between mom and dad, and and dad is saying you really want to come and live with me, right? Because we have more fun. And then mom is like, but you know I feed you good meals and I cook you good dinners. And the kid is saying, <laughs> hey, I want to be with both of you guys. I lo- I love my mom and my dad. I want I want the best of what medicine and science has to offer, but I also want to hold on to my faith and my relationship with God. And in this particular context, one does not have to be sacrificed for the other. That's right. That's what I'm hearing you say today. And so with that, let's transition quickly into this. You co-pastor a church with your husband, which is, uh, and I want to make sure I get this right, Info Life Church in Conyers georgia and for people who are looking for a good congregation 2376 georgia highway 20 Conyers, georgia info life church you and your husband co-pastor a congregation you now have to stand before the members of the congregation you've got to tell them or some at some point communicate to them hey i'm dealing with this thing called cancer i'm trying to walk by faith and not by sight but i also got to go and get some medical treatment how did you handle and manage that
2: you know what? It, it wasn't too hard to handle because there were already uh, members of the congregation that had been through it. Okay. Um, at least I will say two two other members. Okay. That had gone through it. So, um, I will say for that, the support from the church was there. I will say, from my standpoint, um, in sharing that, it it was a place of vulnerability. Okay. Um. And then coming to the realization, okay, I don't have to be super saint. Yeah. And I don't have to be super woman. And I can ask for help. Yeah. I it was humbling because I had to learn how to ask, you know, instead of always having to be the strong one for the congregation, right? Um, being able to allow them to rally around me and rally around my husband and my family and to to be a support, right? To be the ones to lay us at the feet of Jesus, like the four friends, you know, who tore up the roof and laid, right. laid the, the um, paralyzed man down. Yeah. It was, it was the, the vulnerability of, okay, I, I need your help. And being able to ask and not feel bad or ashamed of asking or when help is offered, being able to, to take it and receive it Um, I will say for our church, because we're a small congregation, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, it was something that we walked together.
0: Bless you,
1: Pastor. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm saluting you. I'm taking my proverbial hat off and I am tipping my cap to you for having the courage, having the vulnerability, And the honesty to be able to kind of bear your soul, if you will. And I wrote I wrote down what you said. I am I don't have to always be superwoman. I think one of the dynamics of ministry that gets us in trouble sometimes, and I I might get a little negative feedback from this, is that Uh the man and woman of God uh, is always trying to be postured as faith man or faith woman with their cape flowing in the wind. But they also are humans in the earth, just like just like the members of the church. And I think that the membership of the congregation gets benefited by, at times, seeing their spiritual leaders when they're vulnerable as well. I'm thinking about Pastor Tony Evans, you know, Dr. Tony Evans and his wife. And, you know, uh, and for many who don't know the story, you know, she was diagnosed with cancer. and, And, you know, within a year she passed away and they were very open They were very honest and they were very vulnerable, but still people of faith, still trusting in the Lord. And that's what I'm hearing you say. I thank you for for being that honest and being that real and open with people. That being said, uh, and I could talk to you all day. You're doing well. You look great. You're still under uh, you're still receiving active treatment. What today continues to drive your hope and keeps you hopeful, my dear?
2: I will say definitely um, my relationship with the Lord and um, having a a positive outlook um, just for the future, like being able to being able to to see myself well, Um, um, even um, looking back at other people and just how God has brought them through. Um, that's a testimony, even looking back at yeah. my past experiences. Yes. I mean, it's been what almost close to 10 years, eight to nine years been doing this and God's been faithful, yes. um, every time, every time he gave instruction and I, and I, I followed it and obeyed. He's been faithful and just carrying through. So that kind of helps in being able to look forward and to keep moving. And I always say that hope is, is not wishful thinking, but it's having a confident expectation of good. That is correct. So just, um, thinking about how good our God is and that he has a plan and purpose for my life. That, that inspires me to just keep, to keep having hope.
1: Oh, Praise God. Well, I thank you, pastor. Thank you so much for your story. Thank you so much for being vulnerable today. You have heard from pastor LaShonda Humphrey. She is uh, the co-pastor with her husband at info life church at 2376 Georgia highway. Uh, and that's in Conyers, Georgia. And that's a uh, zip code 30013. And we'll place that information in the show notes for some of you folks that may be in the Conyers, Georgia area looking for a good local church. I hope that you will look these folks up and, and let the Lord lead you there. And maybe that may become your next church home. So again, Pastor, we thank you. We love you to life and not to death, my dear. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about (laughs) it. And uh, we continue to decree and declare that the best is still yet to come in your life. Thank you for being on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, dear. Go get them, tiger. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right. Percy, that was great. And uh, we are doubly blessed today because not only do we get to hear from LaShonda, but next week on the podcast, we're going to hear from her husband. Dewan's going to join us. That is correct. They both co pastor their local church there in their
1: local community. And uh, he also has a very intense story and testimony to share with
0: regard to this experience. All right. So don't miss next week's episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question and answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at CTCA, Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access this, you or anyone you support can simply say Alexa Enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. And you can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. Well, I sure enjoyed your conversation with LaShonda here. What a delightful person, someone who's really been through it, but she's she's got a lot to tell us and teach us about her experience.
1: Well, Pastor LaShonda made it very clear that initially how, uh, you know, uh, you know she found the lump after breastfeeding her child uh, that you know she struggled with the idea of being told that she had cancer mm-hmm. uh, from seeking clinical treatment and that she felt that it was a conflict of her faith and that she wanted to just uh, trust god but circumstances forced her basically uh, to seek out clinical care and begin to walk that path and one of the beautiful things of this story is that she talked about how because she was treated as a whole person mentally emotionally physically and her spirit was being supported at cancer treatment centers of america it helped her
0: not to feel conflicted yeah in being a person of faith while using clinical care yeah uh, weren't you impressed by her honesty you know she admitted that her first response was anger even anger toward god absolutely and i think that it's important for people to hear
1: that because I think that we all need to understand that God doesn't get disrupted by our human feelings when we're not able to kind of come to terms with some initial shock and circumstances in our life. He's still on the throne. He still Mm -hmm. loves us. He said he'd never leave us. He'd never forsake us. That's what he told us. (laughs) Never. So (laughs) So in hearing that, uh, I think that that would be very beneficial because we have moments of uh, humanity where we struggle with trying to understand what is God doing or allowing in our lives at that moment. So I appreciated that honesty.
0: Yeah. And she did get to a place of peace with the Lord, of course, and that's why we admire her testimony so much. She said, you know what, I don't always have to be superwoman.
1: Well, as a spiritual leader over a congregation, I think that this is very prominently an issue for many spiritual leaders that they always want to project strength
2: mm-hmm. and courage,
1: and being on top of all of their circumstances. And Wayne, you and I have been around the flagpole long enough to know <laughs> that's not always the case, that's even right. as a pastor. yeah. And so that type of transparency, and I think that type of honesty allowed her, as she said, uh, to receive support from the congregation. And she used the exact expression uh, to allow people to help lay her at the feet of Jesus mm-hmm. for her and her mm-hmm. husband that encouraged her, empowered her, and strengthened her as she walked through this process, and eventually did receive clinical care and treatment, and uh, and is now walking on the other side of of that process, and she's doing she's doing very well as of today.
0: Yeah, uh, let's remember pastors are people too. I mean, you've been through your own cancer journey, and and occupying the position you have, a lot of people are looking at you to see how you would respond.
1: I had a lot of different interesting uh, responses from people as a result of that, again, because of the perception uh, and the misnomer that because you're a spiritual leader, that, you know, that you're bulletproof, if you will, from the same things that everyone else is exposed to. But the fact of the matter is just because I'm a spiritual leader doesn't mean that I'm not human and I don't have my moments of having to deal with the negative circumstances of the planet. We need to be more transparent in helping people to understand And then hopefully be able to exemplify how to be people of of strength and courage and faith and allow our community to surround us and to support us.
0: Yeah. Well, again, I certainly encourage our listeners to join us next week when we'll hear from LaShonda's husband, also pastor, They co-pastor there. Uh, Dewan will join us, and uh, he's the caregiver in this situation and has got quite a perspective. We'll get that next week. Uh, Mm -hmm. If this has got you thinking about this whole issue of the crossroads of faith and cancer and faith and action, why don't you uh, go to our website and download At the Crossroads of Faith and Cancer, a resource that uh, Percy has put together for our benefit here. So go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and download this free resource today. And while you're there, why don't you go ahead and answer the question this week. Have you ever been confused? with when, where, and how to use your faith, apply your faith. We'd love to hear from you on this question as well. And you can use the same website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, the verses that you used earlier today now really seem to be fitted and joined together here into this conversation. I really appreciate that. So we'll close this segment
1: exactly with those verses of
0: Scripture. Our spiritual nugget,
1: James, the first chapter, verse 16 and 17, A verse 17, I'm sorry, basically tells us that every good gift and every perfect gift, medicine and science, clinical care is a gift. It may not be perfect, but it is a good gift that comes from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Today be encouraged that you are not in conflict with your faith by utilizing some of the natural gifts that are in the earth that all have come from above from God. They are there for our benefit and we should utilize them as we are also trusting and believing in the Lord.
0: And you take that verse and you couple it with your Shonda's testimony today. God's gonna to use this to teach and mm-hmm. encourage some people. Some, some people who are listening right now and going through a circumstance right now that seems so dark. So thanks for bringing all this to us today, Percy.
1: Well, you're welcome. And again, be encouraged. And remember, we still have work to do. So keep chopping the wood. God bless.
0: And thank you for listening. Join us next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.